0: Throughout the night, we kept hearing voices whispering from the corners. We couldn't understand what they were saying, and maybe they couldn't understand us either. But when we decided to start speaking their language, we were able to hear them loud and clear. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my Paranormal Story. Before I start this episode, I want to thank you for listening. And if you really like my stories and would like to show your support, you can buy me a coffee. Just go to the website, buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal, and you can literally buy me a coffee. And hopefully, the caffeine will help me with making more episodes real soon. Thanks again for your support. One thing I've learned in the paranormal field is that you never know where you're going to find paranormal activity. Sometimes it happens in the most unexpected places, and I can honestly say I had no expectations during one such investigation of a mill in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. The city of Woonsocket is located along the banks of the Blackstone River and was populated mostly by French-Canadian descendants. In the 1800s, many mills and textile companies began popping up due to the ample water power that the river provided. And it quickly became a booming city during the Industrial Revolution and during the war efforts of World War I and World War II. Today, some of the large mills from that era still stand, but most of them have been converted into warehouses or apartment buildings, And some are just empty, abandoned buildings with only history and dust residing inside their thick brick walls in a northern city of Rhode Island. It was 2012 or so, and Rise Up Paranormal received a call from the Atlantic Paranormal Society, better known as TAPS. Yes, that TAPS the one founded back in 1990 by Jason Hawes and Grant Wilson that was featured on many seasons of the TV show Ghost Hunters. Over the years the great people at the TAPS home team in Rhode Island have become colleagues and friends of ours. We've all gotten to know each other really well and quite often we would and to this day still do help each other out on investigations especially large cases like this one was. Tracy the case manager for TAPS had a a case to investigate a large mill The owners of the mill were running a small business in just a small part of the mill on the first floor. And most of what they were using was mostly for storage, along with a few small offices and a garage for some vehicles. The rest of the mill, all four floors of it, was pretty much empty and had been for many years. But quite often, the owners and the employees would hear strange noises coming from that empty mill. Sounds like footsteps and doors opening and closing, and sometimes voices. They would go to investigate, you know, to see if anyone had broken in, but there were no signs of entry, no signs of any trespassers. But when the paranormal activity started to take place in the work areas as well, that's when they started to suspect maybe they weren't alone in that mill. So we quickly got organized and set up as many cameras and recorders as we could. We stretched out all the wires we had as far as we could get them to reach, up and down staircases and through enormous corridors and workrooms. And then we settled in for what was going to be an interesting night of investigating. Now I really didn't expect much as far as paranormal activity from this large old mill. I figured there'd be lots of bangs and creaks, typical sounds from an old building, and possibly some animals like mice or squirrels taking up residence. But I was quickly surprised by the activity and the experiences that began for most of us almost immediately. The first location my team of four investigated was the basement level of the mill. It was a lot darker down there, and a bit cooler too. The ceilings weren't nearly as high and there weren't as many windows, but there was lots of walls and doorways and rooms to explore. As we made our way around, both myself and another investigator saw a shadow walk through a doorway and into a room. Knowing that no one else was down there, we took off after it with our video cameras. We entered the room and looked around and naturally, Nothing was there, so we decided to set up an audio recorder and do an EVP session, hoping that if we asked some questions, maybe we'd catch a recording of some of their answers. During the entire session, I can remember having that feeling you get, you know, when someone's watching you. We began asking questions out loud, and a few minutes went by, suddenly we all heard something that sounded like... A young child crying. We could all hear it coming from down the hall. It was like a little girl was sobbing in a corner somewhere. We searched room to room and couldn't find anyone or anything responsible for that sound. And it was almost as if it was playing games with us. We'd head down the hallway into a room towards the direction where the sound was coming from and suddenly it would sound like it was coming from the opposite direction. We chased the sound around for a while, pretty much going in circles, but never found anything. And strangely, despite all of us hearing it clearly, there was no crying showing up on any of our recording devices. And the night went on like this for most of us. At one point or another, on pretty much all four floors, investigators would find themselves chasing noises or shadows around. Voices, footsteps, and more sounds of crying. And we would just look around, room to room, corner to corner, and never find anything. Later in the night, I was back out investigating, up on the third floor with a few other investigators. We were conducting an EVP session when suddenly, I heard a strange sound. It was like a few unexplainable bangs, and then, a strange squeaking sound. Something I've never heard before. It sounded like someone was unscrewing a, a piece of machinery or something. Anyway, here's the audio of that sound. What's that bang? Now I hear squeaking. Here it is again. What's that bang? And now I hear squeaking. Now there was no machinery in the mill anymore, and there was nothing in the room with us that could explain that sound. And the fact that we could hear it and caught it on audio leads me to believe that this might have been a residual sound. In fact, quite a few of the experiences we were having in the mill were most likely residual. Sometimes old buildings will have what's called residual hauntings in them. They're not spirits or entities that are aware of you or their surroundings, like most hauntings are. They're more like imprints on time, just repeating themselves, like a a record skipping. And this can be anything from shadows to apparitions, moving down hallways or staircases that they often walked when they were alive, And quite often, residual hauntings might be the sound of footsteps, or voices. Or in this case, the sound of machines that once operated in a specific area. We spent five to six hours investigating the mill. From floor to floor, we were all having strange experiences, but one of the more interesting areas in the entire building ended up being the garage. I'm not even sure if this was an original part of the building, or if it was added on later. The garage was quite large, it had probably three or four garage doors on it, and inside they had several old trucks and flatbed trailers. The floors were all concrete, and on one side of the room there were a couple of doorways leading into other rooms and some desks and storage cabinets on the walls. For all accounts though, it just seemed like a normal garage, but for some reason, it was where we found some of the most activity. Just like in the mill, we kept hearing knocking sounds and movement coming from different corners. And the whispers we all kept hearing in the mill were happening in the garage as well. Except this time, we caught one on our audio recorders. At the time of the investigation, I was using one of my newest gadgets, a parabolic receiver. It's something I put together myself one day, basically, It's a small handheld parabolic audio receiver that people will use for things like birdwatching. You can plug your headphones into it and point the small plastic dish towards an area where you think sound is coming from. And then the device will amplify the sound for you to hear in the headphones. But it also helps you pinpoint the direction from where the sound is coming from. And I modified it a bit by attaching an audio recorder to the top and a splitter so that I could not only listen to sounds live with the headphones on but also be recording those sounds at the same time. I was in the garage with Ken DaCosta from Rise Up Paranormal and Joe Chin from TAPS and we were doing an EVP session when suddenly I heard something, like a noise, coming from a corner of the garage. It sounded like somebody was moving or or shuffling and Joe heard it too. And luckily, so did my recorder. Here's the recording of that whisper. You're going to hear me saying that I heard something, and Joe saying that he heard it too. Then you'll hear two clicks of me turning on my flashlight. Right after those clicks, you'll hear a faint whispering. Here it is. Got noises over here to my right. I heard that toy so far. Here's that whispering part again. Now we have no idea what the voice is saying or if it's even speaking English. Remember, this mill is old. And back in the day, many of the people living in this area of Rhode Island spoke French. And perhaps the fact that we kept talking in English was the reason why we weren't getting any responses to our questions. So as we were wrapping up our investigation of the garage, we were saying thank you and goodbye to the spirits, Ken decided to say goodbye in French. And on several of our audio devices, including my parabolic, we recorded a voice responding back to Ken. And this is one of the most amazing EVPs I've ever heard. Check it out. Here it is one more time. Listen to the accent on the voice. It definitely wasn't one of us in the room. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com myparanormal or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, podcasts cost money and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story.